What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Welcome What's up, guys? That is a little bit of Norwegian. Uh, technically, it's welcome. I am your host, Zach Henson. I've got a lot to learn. I, it's, I'm headed to Norway um, this next year, so I'm trying to pick up a little bit. But I am, I'm your host, Zach Henson, host of the Rebel Minded Podcast, the provocateur, the powerlifter, the many things, as we've talked about labels being amazing, right? Before we get started, I kind of had a thought going through my head in my truck, which is my space that it usually happens. And it's unfortunate that my hands are so full, and that's when things hit me. And I think it's just because it's a space where I'm on autopilot, and my brain has a place to wander, despite the fact that I'm usually listening to some sort of uh, podcast or speech or music even. And the episode kind of is going to be a little bit short today, and it's kind of nice that I have this pre-episode talk to put in there because it was very relatable to what we do on this podcast. You know, we are here, we're here to question, we're here to provoke the the social construct and, and the structure of things to make sure that we are living fully as ourselves, that are we that we are being original. And so I kind of want to read this. It's going to be a little word for word, um, but I had to get it down. I had to write it down. And I wanted to make sure that you guys heard it because I think it's important. And then we'll get into the episode. All right? But first and foremost, I'm glad you're all here. I'm glad you all like to listen. I hope that the provocation does something for you. Um, I hope this gets more intense. I hope this gets more clear as things go on. You know, the the podcast for me has been a finding of myself. And as long as I'm consistent, as long as we're all consistent, I think that's how we find the truth in, in so much darkness, in, in so much unknowing we wander and it gets it gets hard and we get hungry and we get desperate and we start to give up hope on things and then there's there's these things that bring you back into life and remind you of who you are and i don't know if it's god or the universe or whatever power there may be but it seems to come at just the right opportunities as long as our eyes are open to see it right? And ultimately, I think that's what I really want to get at is how can I push? How can I challenge you? How can I challenge myself through my own experiences and sharing my experiences with you? How can we together, you know, build more originality to ourselves? Um, How can we be more clear about our goals? How can we be more 
direct and and respectful of of who we are and not be bending over for social construct or you know the men the men and women outside of us that you know put up a front of of how perfect the world is you know uh i don't think that man is evil i think that we are just capable of it and it's within our own power and it's our obligation to see through the shit and make life what it's supposed to be for us living to the best of our ability in the smartest most authentic way we can so let's get into this pre-episode talk and then we'll get into the good stuff i love you guys thanks for being here so before we start the episode directly i want to recite this before episode number 43 are you ready I want everyone to answer a question for themselves. I want everybody to be able to ask themselves, what is it that you struggle with the most in what you try to be or what you try to do or what you try to accomplish? And the reason that I'm asking this is because sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves about what we're not that we become something that is far from our originality. The other part is that we also tend to discredit something that we are far better at than most. So the other question would be is, what is it that you do yourself that you undervalue, that you don't give yourself credit for? Because with both of these, with one in each hand, we can be something that is far too judgmental and put ourselves in a position where we are trying to fit an image so aggressively that our heart and our mind and our soul take on a stress that isn't meant to exist within us, except we may not know otherwise, right? Because we're so conditioned to it. For example, my past two relationships have shown me things that are detrimental to my own originality, things that I don't think I would have realized if I hadn't gone through the struggle and the heartbreak and the difficulty of seeing myself past these relationships. So both of my relationships have told me that I am that I am cryptic and that I am tactically vulnerable. And though they kind of made sense to me when they were said, it started to really sink in as most things do when the aftermath was there, when I was missing things, when I was questioning, when I finally decided to question what I was doing inside these relationships, right? Now, in order for me to be my best, it has become more and more important for me to realize what this means. It means that I've placed myself in a position that only allows space for me to act and say and do in a way that I think is going to be best received and give me the most love from people, i.e. those relationships, rather than taking the risk of being my true self in front of others. The reason this is so important to understand and to find remedy for is that if we were allowed to continue down this road, this conditioning, That constant stress that I was talking about is what will take me down a road that will never be my own, that will never be your own. And our relationships and all of our interactions give us breadcrumbs to finding out the important things that are standing in our way of being original, of being authentic, of being, you know, the the most free version of ourselves. The important things being our preconceived judgments, our stress to be someone who fits in, 
a cultured, superficial attitude just in order to not be exiled from the group, right? So I ask again, what is it that is being overvalued by you as well as undervalued by you? Because the amount of pressure that it puts on you to be noticing of something that you're not good enough at, if that makes sense, and also undervaluing what you are amazing at is a force that's trying to create a stable fitting in of the tribe, right? The problem right now, though, is that despite our biological need to want to fit in, we can be as real as we want to, actually. And there will always be a tribe for us to fit into because there are so many of us. There are so many people that don't fit a majority of things but fit into a minority. And that's what we want to be. It's not about being part of the biggest crowd. It's about being part of your crowd. So really our true joy and our greatest freedom is practicing and acting in a way that is true to us in spite of the fear that it will take to do so. And I don't speak this without having my own experience, without having my own difficulty with this, because I struggle with it every day. So whatever it is that you overvalue, that you self-deprecate and stress about and beat yourself up about because you're not good enough at, compared to others, uh, compared to other people probably means that you're trying too hard to fit into some sort of social construct. And I think it's important to recognize that. And what we should notice about ourselves first is our strengths, what we're good at, what we love, what sets us free, what comes naturally to us something that comes easy, something that is second nature. And if we are able to truly value our strengths, I think then we will also have the energy and the strength and the capability to work on our own shortcomings, our own flaws, and our own weaknesses. So that was my thought as I was driving today, and I hope that hits you or triggers you in a way. I hope that it makes you think about what it is that you put so much pressure on yourself to be. And knowing that the fact that whatever you struggle with, whatever it is that you are trying to compare yourself with to other people and seeing how or not understanding like how they are so amazing and so efficient and so successful or whatever it is, like what are they great at? Are they great at fitness? Are they great at diet? Are they great at making money? Are they great at relationships? Whatever you compare yourself to and decide that you're supposed to also be that, I want you to question because we all struggle in our own way. And I think we struggle so much, we ignore our own superpowers. So if this is you, question the fuck out of it. Be rebel-minded. And without further ado, on to the episode. Episode 43, friends, to be or not to be. Is that really the question? I struggled with this. This was actually supposed to be a blog post, right? But it seems that there's been more emphasis on using my voice here for my words as I get back into the way of things, of making my mind wander and putting out good content and trying to bring any and all listeners something of value, right? So is that really the question? 
fucking maybe maybe i mean how often do we question what has happened to us especially in our friendships no 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 i don't mean question why you're friends with someone well actually yes i kind of i kind of do but let me explain what i mean first before you go trashing your friends on what they are to you because it's more about introspection and asking yourself these questions and not questioning your friendships until you have clarity. It's hard to decipher much of anything without experience. Knowledge is power, but can you really have any sort of legitimate confidence in the decisions you make just off knowledge? In my personal opinion, my personal experience, I would say no. I would say that's definitely, definitely a fucking no. Experience is the foundation for all confidence and flipping that ratio of good calls compared to bad. And the point I'm getting at, though, is when have you ever questioned what your friends are to you? How they see you? How they receive your character? How vulnerable can you be with them? How honest can you be with them? Have you actually asked them these questions? Have you been vulnerable enough to ask them these questions about you, about your friendship, about all of it? When it comes to our friendships, it seems like we base everything off of how great we get along, how much crazy shit we do together, how we bond, blah, 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 right? It's, it's all good stuff. You know, the experiences and the, and the love and the laughter and the joy, it's all good. But how great of friends are we when shit hits the fan? When they betray you or they hold something against you, how great of friends are you when you start to drift? How do you react to all of these situations. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> not that far, just a lot of time, I had a friendship that dissolved into nothing. And it was the most mind-blowing, shocking thing to me. We had spent roughly 22 years doing everything, being the best of friends together, doing everything together. We bonded over motorcycles and thrills until we didn't. After the shock wore off, I began to realize that I had been ignorant to all the things that had started to loosen the glue between him and I. He was married with kids, and I was single with none. He was working a steady job and paying bills, and I was on a path to self-discovery and wandering. What I had lost wasn't just my best friend, but a huge chunk of my own world. I had put so much of my joy and thrill into that friendship that when it was gone, I had to deal with myself. Our friendship was laughs and experience and travel, but as I began to grow into something new, I started to see that he inevitably wasn't going to be able to give me what I needed to grow in the direction I had started down. And both of us were starting new chapters, and they were drastically different. Even destiny can be a motherfucker. And since then, I've been far more curious about the friendships that I've created, the you know, relationships in general, actually. And the ones that I've stuck with and even allowed to fall to the wayside. I've learned to ask myself, how does this person help me grow? And how do I help this person grow? How do I get closer? How do I, how do I create the bond, the trust, the follow through to be the best that I can for that person? And how, can, how are they being the best for me? Because someone can bleed you dry or you can be bleeding someone dry if you're not careful. And they can pull you away from your track or you can pull them away from their track if you're not careful. 
This isn't about just having the best of friends for you. This is about being a good one too. I've taught myself to push the boundaries of comfort with my friends to see how much either one of us is really in it. And why? Because as I grow, because I need to grow, I know that I also need people that want to grow. I know that I need to give and get support. I know that I need to ask for help and give as much of it as I can. And it means, as a man specifically, that I have to be vulnerable and ask them to be as well. It means I have to pay attention to the experiences that I have with them and ask myself, am I enjoying this? Does this truly fill my heart or challenge me to be better? And for some reason, it seems that bonds and friendship have some sort of weird clause that we sign off on that says, if it's not broke, don't fix it. However, if it just ticks away like a clock, is that really friendship? Shouldn't our friendships be a meadow of flowers that gets pollinated and grows, or a machine that gets re-engineered and modified to become more efficient? Should it ever just stay the same? It seems to me that it's so easy to use our friendships as a convenience that we forget that they are just as important to grow as our intimate relationships and our business relationships. And all of our relationships should be for growth, right? That doesn't mean we're meant to always find how to dominate the world together. It means that even in the times of stillness, we have to grow. That our bonds become deeper because of that stillness, just as much as our movement. And I love the friends that I have. Even then, I fuck up. I talk about myself too much sometimes. I try to prove them wrong or try to get them to open up when I should respect their opinions and their space. I am sometimes far too guarded when something I'm sensitive about arises. But I'm always assessing. It's part of my person. And sometimes it can be too much, especially when I vocalize that to other people. Though I think it is amazingly important for all of us to assess our relationships of all forms to make sure we are truly growing with one another and getting true joy from them. What's the point of friendships if all they do is cover and deflect you away from dealing with insecurities and vulnerable areas of our lives? We are a social animal. We are meant to bond, to strengthen that bond, to nurture it, and to test it. We will lose friends and we will gain new ones. We will challenge one another, frustrate and want to kill each other. We will overstep boundaries, embarrass the hell out of one another, maybe even disown or destroy one another. But that's more real than anything that is perfect. There's a difference between a perfect friendship and an unbreakable one. One has a clean surface with no disruption, and the other is full of waves and white water. The question I have for you is, which one seems stronger then? And which one churns enough to create that strength and that flow to keep moving? Keep your bonds strong, my friends. This is the Rebel Minded Podcast. Until next time, love you. I'm out. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. 
You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D.com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel-Minded in the title. Even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming.